All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and the Celtics keep wheeling and dealing. Brad Stevens making a name for himself in the GM spot. Latest move, Grant Williams being traded in a three-team deal, sending him to Dallas. Uh, And this is kind of a tough one to swallow because you're looking at this and it looks like the Celtics are strictly trying to just shed salary at this point. And I want to talk about this in a couple different ways because the way that I'm comprehending this trade, Boston gets two second round picks and a future second round pick swap. So essentially three picks uh, out of this deal and the Celtics shed a about $40 million in salary and tax by getting rid of Grant Williams. So obviously from a money perspective, it makes sense. But from a win now perspective, it seems like this is more of a let's get as many second round picks as we can and potentially offload it for someone bigger. Uh, because the way that you look at this, like we got a $6.3 million traded player exception uh, as part of this trade as well. That to me, fairly useless because you're not bringing in a player at $6.3 million that is going to provide the same impact that a Grant Williams is going to be able to provide. So for right now, this trade seems incomplete uh, because I still think that these second round picks that we acquired are going to be used for something bigger, something better uh, moving forward. With that being said, I want to break down what the Celtics lost in this trade. Grant Williams, right next to Marcus Smart, uh, is one of the most you know volatile players uh, in Boston, right? You either love him or you hate him. I don't think there's you know really much of an in-between with Grant either. Grant Very, very good three-point shooter. Very good defensive player. Ran his mouth a lot. Uh, Probably thought he was was better than he was. Uh, But at the end of the day, you know that if you're going up against a team like the Bucs, you could throw Grant on Giannis. If you're going up against what was the Brooklyn Nets, you could throw Grant against Kevin Durant. And obviously, you know, nobody is shutting down either of those two. But if you need a guy that really can go out there, step up and play a really solid defensive role, it's Grant Williams. And you're losing that by trading him, uh, which to me, it's it's a really big shot to the Celtics, you know, versatility on the defensive end. You look at the way that the Celtics are going to need to start playing defense uh you're not going to be able to go to that switch only defense because right now i mean you've got Derek white's a little bit smaller than marcus smart right uh so you're losing a little bit of versatility already there uh but then you're bringing in porzingis and you're bringing in you know well not really bringing in but you've got guys like horford and time lord both of which have showed that they're not switching on to guys over and over Robert Williams definitely one of the better of that of those three, 
uh, as far as being able to stay in front of guys out on the perimeter, but that's not the strength of their game, right? Grant Williams could go out there, play a small ball five, and you could essentially switch one through five last year. That's not really the case anymore. You're losing a little bit of that versatility on the defensive end by getting rid of Grant. But honestly, outside of that, outside of the defensive intensity that you're losing, you're also losing a guy that has just been one of the best three-point shooters in the entire NBA. And I'm not saying he can go out there and create his own shot, but as far as spot-up three-point shooting goes, Grant Williams was at the top of that list. You know, he created a, a name for himself for being one of those, like, almost 50, 40, 90 guys going out there and shooting the ball really well. But he's also a very good defensive player. So the Celtics really took a, a hit with this loss. And obviously it's not the same loss that you're kind of going through with Marcus Smart. I don't think anybody is so attached to Grant that it's like I'm calling him the heart and soul of the team like we were with Marcus Smart. Uh, but this loss hurts. It definitely hurts the depth of this team. Uh, with that being said, Brad Stevens has continued to make moves. Right, The loss of Grant is huge. I don't think that you can kind of understate it. You're not bringing in someone at $6.3 million, which is the TPE that the Celtics created, that can provide anywhere close to the same value that you're losing in Grant Williams. Nowhere close. So what's next, right? Brad Stevens has already done a pretty good job. You know, he, Chris Porzingis, we brought him in, obviously in the trade with Marcus Smart, signed him to a two-year extension. Uh, so now he's got two years, $60 million extension to stay in Boston. So now we've got him essentially locked up for three years, which is really good. Uh, when you first looked at the contract that Porzingis was on, 38 million looked like he was going to get signed to an extension somewhere around the area of two years, $77 million. That's what everyone was speculating, right? He's coming in two years, 60 million. So he took a huge pay cut. And by huge, I mean, we're talking, you know, 8 million a, a year, actually nine, 10 million a year. So pretty big pay cut uh, to stay in for two years. So if you're looking at a, a potential big three here of Porzingis, JB, and Tatum, like that's pretty solid being able to lock up Porzingis at a, I mean, it's obviously still a pretty rich contract, right? Uh, but this is a good thing. It's a good signing for Brad to bring him in at a lower salary uh, and still be able to sign some other guys. Uh, we also added Delano Banton. Uh, 23-year-old kid, long, uh, not honestly, not really a great signing. The guy's got a ton of height, ton of length, six foot seven, seven foot three wingspan, I believe. Plays the point guard. Not really the best passer, not really a very good shooter, uh, but can defend at a pretty high level. And obviously with a wingspan as long as his, it's solid, right? Yeah, he hasn't really done much in the league uh, since being drafted in 2021. Uh, so, you know, overall, is it a big deal? No, not really. But you're adding size. Uh, and then after that, 
you are also adding in O'Shea Brissett. Uh, this is a little bit, little bit better of a, a signing, in my opinion. More of a wing player. Uh, 25's been in the league for a little bit. Another guy coming in on the veterans minimum. Another guy with size. So this, to me, like you're bringing in two guys that realistically can play wing. Obviously, Banton said he's a point guard, but at six foot seven, you can kind of put him anywhere in the lineup and be fairly comfortable. I don't really know that he's going to go out there and play a ton. Brissett probably falls in that same camp. I don't really know that he's going to go out and play a ton, but you've got guys now that can kind of filter into that wing position, which is something that we kind of we were forced to put Grant into. And Grant's not particularly a wing player. Like he's not a guy that can put the ball on the floor. He's not a guy that you want putting the ball on the floor. Uh, So Brissett and Banton both can do so. And with their size can go out and play that wing position, give the Jays a little bit of rest. Uh, And this is something all last season I talked about, right? You cannot go out and play Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown 40 minutes every night. You can't do it. You got to give these guys some rest and bring in both of these guys while they're certainly not, you know, the, the superstar talent that you would like to see in a potential eighth man role. And obviously superstar total going overboard with that, right? Total exaggeration, but for an eighth guy, seventh, eighth guy in the lineup, you would probably like to see more talent than Brissett and Banton, uh, which Brings me to think that I, I just cannot see the Celtics being done with this. So I want to speculate on a couple trade rumors uh, that I've heard. Before we dive into that, though, I want to take a quick break for word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so let's dive into it. So like I said, I don't think the Celtics are done with Brad trading Marcus Smart, with Brad trading Grant Williams, getting a ton of picks in return, clearing up some space by getting rid of Grant. It seems like the Celtics are poised to make another big move. And we've talked about Malcolm Brogdon. We've talked about his contract. We've talked about him already being traded it still makes sense for me for the Celtics to get rid 
or to trade Malcolm Brogdon. And if I'm the Celtics, you're looking at you're looking at a handful of guys that you can bring back in return. OG Ananobi needs to be, at least in my opinion, the number one guy on this list. The Raptors very clearly are making a shift. All right. They've been a, a middle of the road team for a while now. They just traded away or they just lost uh, Fred Van Vliet, signed a massive contract with the Rockets. This team is going to be in trouble. Going to be in trouble. OG Ananobi makes $18 million, has a player option next year. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, 22.5. That's what his salary is going to be this year. The Celtics very easily could trade a guy like Brogdon to the Raptors. You would have to include a bunch of a bunch of picks in that because you've got you know a pretty young OG Ananobi uh, that has a huge upside, right? So this is not a an even swap by any means. Malcolm Brogdon, older, injury prone, OG Ananobi, very young. And is a absolute stud. So this is a guy like you're going to be forced to throw away some of those second round picks. Give them three or four second round picks alongside Malcolm Brogdon. You've got yourself a deal. Like an absolute steal if you're the Celtics. You know, people have brought up Pascal Siakam as well as another option. Because again, the Raptors are desperately, it seems like, trying to, I don't know, rebuild through this process here losing van vliet would not be surprised if that's the case pascal siakam however makes a lot more money like this is a a 37 million dollar guy i personally don't think it's worth it however if you were able to get pascal siakam like this is a situation where you're trading malcolm brogdon probably al horford and this is going to be a case where you're sending out two guys bringing back one you're sending out a bunch of trade uh, a bunch of future second round picks right and at this point now we're just con- we're continuing to diminish our team right right now the Celtics do not have a lot of guys under contract that needs to change right Jordan Walsh probably going to be forced into a, an actual contract here. J.D. Davison probably going to be forced into a contract here because the Celtics just do not have depth at this point. All of these trades are multiple players out, one coming back. All right? Grant Williams was one going out, zero coming back. So all of these players that are leaving are, you know, a lot of people keep throwing out ideas of a, a three-for-one trade. Celtics do not have that luxury because they're going to be forced. They're going to be, they're going to be killed trying to fill out their roster. That's probably the max that you would see. And honestly, go back three weeks ago, I would say there is absolutely no way that the Celtics trade Al Horford. Why? I thought there was some sort of loyalty there. Clearly I was mistaken. We saw Marcus Smart go. He was the true heart and soul. It is what it is. At the end of the day, I talked about it on this podcast. It is a talent upgrade. I just didn't think that Brad Stevens had the gumption to pull that off. He did it, so we know it's possible. I'm not I'm not ruling out Al Horford being, you know, tossed 
He's on a smaller salary. He's got one year left. He's going to retire at some point. Like he's not going to play past this year. And honestly, we saw it in the playoffs. Started to started to wear on him. So if you could get a guy like Pascal or OG and really fortify that big man rotation or just depth in general, huge upgrades for the Celtics. There are other guys. Uh, I think the whole Damian Lillard thing is completely being blown out of proportion. The Celtics are not trading Jalen Brown, at least in my opinion. Again, didn't think they'd trade Marcus Smart either. I think this is a different circumstance with Jalen Brown. Brad Stevens has made it very clear over and over that they're he's trying to bring in guys that will essentially, you know, build or create more of an opportunity for the Jays to run this team, accentuate the Jays. He said it a million times, right? To me, it makes sense that both of those guys are back. I know Jason Tatum's not going anywhere. That's never even been rumored, but for whatever reason, Jalen Brown just keeps getting thrown there. I do not see Jalen Brown being moved. So if you can come back with both of the Jays, Porzingis, and then potentially bring in another guy, that could, whether it be a six-man role, like that is going to be a monster lineup. Monster lineup. You know, even the Celtics, as is right now, obviously there's still some, you know, filling out of the roster to go before they get to a point where they're comfortable. But this is a position for the Celtics to really make a run at this. Adding a, this is, I mean, arguably the most talented big man that we've had in Boston since, you know, 2010 with Kevin Garnett. Seriously. So opportunity for the Celtics to really take another swing at this with all of the picks that Brad Stevens keeps accumulating here. Uh, We'll see. NBA Summer League starts this weekend. So we'll be back on here. We'll be talking about the Celtics. Uh, I'm assuming we'll hear something about the Jalen Brown extension because we still to this day have not uh we'll talk about all of it that is where we're going to wrap things up for today though if you haven't done so already guys make sure to follow me on twitter at nba celtics guy and our facebook page boston celtics till i die as well as our youtube page boston celtics game day recap have a, a great night celtics fans we'll talk soon yeah you couldn't help it i know you felt it green and white white and green who are we the celtics Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?